Welcome to the Art and Science of Joy podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring people to live more joyfully. So if you're seeking a bit more joy in your own life or seeking to bring some more joy to the lives of others, then this podcast could well be for you. And welcome to the Joy Superpower Series, in which we explore special superpowers each and every one of us can use in order to navigate these turbulent times in which we live. I'm Andrew Cannon, and I have the honor to be your host. And in this episode, I'm excited to be talking with Cheeks about the joy superpower of nutrition. Welcome to the show, Cheeks. Yay, thank you for inviting me over, Andrew. I'm super delighted to be here and share whatever I can and I know. (laughs) That's wonderful. I'm sure we're going to have really good fun talking on this topic. Could you first start just by telling our listeners a bit about yourself and your passion for this topic? Yes, I would. And before I start, I'll just say, guys, I might giggle a lot. I have a problem. So just don't mind it, okay? And you also, Andrew, I'll not be laughing at you. I might just, you know, I just laugh. I think it's my way of enjoying. And also, it's a joy podcast. So what the (laughs) Perfect. Okay, guys, so for those of you who don't know me, which would be, I guess, all of you, uh, my name's Cheeks, and I am a yoga teacher. So that's exactly what I stand with as a yoga teacher. However, my interests do not just stay with yoga since I have done MA in psychology as well. I just love how your brain and body, which of course yoga will already tell you, it's all about the brain body being same. But now that I've studied psychology, I'm able to associate many more things with the mind and body connect. In addition to that, I'm quite smitten with neuroscience. So I don't have a degree, but that doesn't stop anyone from learning. Oh man, I just love to study brain. And the more I learn about it, the more amazing I feel because it's like, of course, yoga is science and it's got all the science thing with it, but now they're proving it. So it just gives us a very strong base that no one's going to come say, oh yeah, what do you have a proof? Yeah, we do kind of. So that's about me. And in addition to that, I just like being funny. And uh, that's all, actually. (laughs) That's That's, all to me right now. (laughs) That's perfect. That's perfect. Because fun is one of the core pillars of of joy. So happy to to see you and hear you giggling. So that's wonderful (laughs) um, to do that. Thank you. People don't get irritated with it. (laughs) I'm sure they won't. And if they do, they're on the wrong podcast. That's all right. Oh, okay. (laughs) Cool we got to have some fun. We're going to have some fun. So what inspired you then to become a, a yoga teacher, wellness coach? Guys, I won't bore you with the long story. Honestly, I'm going to make it as brief. But the truth is that I was into corporate, okay, doing, you know, I, you don't know what exactly what you're doing, but you're just doing because, uh, okay, you know, that's it. Mm. And then I'm doing that. And then I met with this accident. So before that, I'm this girl, you know, goes corporate and enjoys a weekend drinking and doing everything you possibly could, you know, in those terms. And I met with this accident where I broke my ankle Mm. and my doctor, I remember, uh, so I love wearing stilettos. And I remember when I'm there, it's like big swollen ankle. And I'm there in his uh, cabin and uh, he is looking at me and he's trying, he's a very sweet guy. He's trying to tell me it's all going to be fine without letting me know how bad it is, which Mm. it was. And uh, uh, I said to him, can I wear my stilettos again? And he just smiled. He said, yeah, okay, don't worry, you can. And I still do. Although nothing was ever the same for me. Like, Mm. I didn't know this is how it was going to be. I thought, okay, it's surgery and 
I was the first surgery. I, as a matter of fact, I've had two. They put in some implants, and after the first surgery, I was still chilling. You know, I'm still like, hey, it will pass. I'll be fine. And after the first surgery, I remember when I first began to walk. I anticipated a lot, and I was like, dude, I need to do something. When I started to walk after the crutches were gone, I took a solo trip. I came back, then I was out of money also. These surgeries are very expensive, okay? <laughs> I don't know about mm. there. I guess you guys have those taxes and government taking care of. I'm not sure, but not here. So that thing took a good, you know, it was like a big knock in your head. It's like, what now? Right. Then I took up a job again. It was still a corporate because I needed money. I did that job. My only point to take the job was somehow to just save some more money because I needed to have one more surgery to get my implants removed. Mm. The doctor said, it's okay. You don't need to remove them. But then I, okay, now this is an interruption. So 2011 was my first yoga practice which I got introduced to and I've never been consistent super inconsistent back and forth you know you know you do it but you don't practice it yeah and um I being a yogi I I was like I don't want any metal inside of my body even if it's not gonna harm I, I needed to do the second surgery so I saved up some money I got the second surgery done and after I recovered from this then I left the city because I wasn't staying at my home I was staying in a completely different city away from my parents had meager savings left now after all the you know bills you have paid. I came back home and then I started wondering what now. I mean, because these two years mentally, emotionally, they took a big toll on me. Very huge toll. Like, you know, your whole perception of life changes. Mm. What do you think? You're enjoying everything's coming your way kind of. And then you're like, what the hell, man? So, you know, you start discovering what can I do? And I didn't have a you know so-called passion or whatever I just love workouts and all I started working out started my practices and then I did a teacher's training uh, in a place and then I figured that okay I could teach the money will be less of course you start it will be way less and there's no security but then I started to work a lot on myself. That's when I also did then interim I took a psychology course I did that and then I started learning about brain then it helped me heal so much that I was like, this is it. Little money or no money. means I think no money is not the case. Little will still come. And thankfully, I had a, a secure blanket in this sense, little savings. And parents are nice. They were not really bothering me. They do are concerned because they think it's not secure. Suddenly, you change your feel. Mm. But they were supportive in the sense they didn't give me more trouble in life. So that way, I started my journey as a yoga teacher. Well, that's wonderful. Sorry to hear about the accident and the, the challenge that that caused. But sometimes it's through these challenges that we mm, change the direction, right? And we, we... I'm pretty sure if hadn't that happened, I wouldn't be here. Right. I mean, by what reason? Everything was going fine. <laughs> it's like your needs are being met. You're able to enjoy, have your fun. So... Yeah, it's okay. tough to change when when things are stable. And it, it's also tough to change when parents put pressure. And uh, you mentioned that your parents were very supportive of you, which is great. Fairly supportive. Fairly supportive. Because I know in, in a lot of cultures, there's mm. a demand placed on the children to it's a lot. be financially successful. Yeah. And especially COVID times, a lot of people actually saw the jobs gone. So, you know, that security as a matter of fact has come more and 
here the dynamics have shifted to government job because they're secure mm. compared to a corporate job so i've had those moments and still keep having my, my father is still in kind of denial that uh, you know with all the education that i have done i've done uh, mtech and btech in wireless and communication so I, he's like with all that degree and knowledge mm. why am i teaching this and but it's fine now after you, what you've gone through you're like dude i know <laughs> what right. i want to do <laughs> so the short story is that you 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 had this accident you um realize what yoga and these other practices could how they were helping you and mm. then by starting the teaching learning and seeing what a gift it was for other people yeah. that you're working yes whoever whoever comes in touch with it he'll change for whatever good reasons for how much the degree varies but somebody whoever does the practices he'll of course see some change in the body and the brain Mm. So, so let's yeah. talk a bit about that. You say on, on your website and on your profile that everything psychological is <laughs> biological. I love that phrase. Uh, could you tell us Not a little mine. bit more I about wish it that? Was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. So this was my, uh, this is during home when I'm like, of course, working on myself, started studying about psychology and I, I came across it somewhere and I took it. Okay. <laughs> but it did, it did click me so much. And it is, it, it's the truth. It is the truth, which I began to feel. The day I'm working out, the day I'm doing something with my body, I'm doing my yogic practices. Dude, I was feeling so much better at handling myself. Mm -hmm. My thoughts were more like of good nature. Or if a situation came where I'm feeling more stressed, I was just able to navigate through it way easily. So in yoga, we always understood your body and brain is same. Okay, we, we call it as one. We don't call your body and brain separate. That's yoga. But now the science also has discovered. They even call your gut as the second brain. Your entric nervous system is also known as your second brain. And whatever you're feeling, let me give you a very, uh, I think, relatable example. Has it ever happened to anybody who's listening? It happens happened to me a lot the day you're constipated for whatever reason you didn't get right fiber whatever you will have mood swings for no reason you'll just be slightly irritated edgy you will want to eat food just to distract yourself you'll want to hog on to something and i still if whatever reason my i didn't get clear stomach morning i noticed that day i want to make poor food choices i i'll i'll crave pizza i'll be like i just don't feel good and i want but of course, now that I know the awareness, I may or may not act upon it. That's up to me. So your, whatever your body is feeling, whatever is happening in your gut, in your stomach bag, in your intestines, there's a nerve which is very powerful of the 12 cranial nerves. It's called vagus nerve. And this nerve is communicating 80% from your body to the brain. It's constantly sending the signals up. Okay, this is happening. This is happening. This. So when your stomach, for instance, let's take this example, is constipated you're not that fresh you're not gonna feel good because that okay it is actually shit and you end up feeling shitty only that shit is never gonna send positive signals to your brain that oh yeah you're feeling really good so that is what happens that's what's happening in your brain same way now why it, this phrase also is vice versa it's just not this same way if you're anxious ever notice the day you got stressed or anxious your body will behave in a different way. Maybe you are eating too much. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll just curl up in a corner and sit. You don't want to do. Mm -hmm. In some stressful states, you don't want to eat. Your mom will come and say, hey, food's ready. I don't have appetite. That's very right. 
body is completely shutting your brain is into an anxious state means a sympathetic state where you're like stressful state where the body is trained to be pulling some energy now not 100% of course some energy from your uh, normal organs heart your liver your kidney it's not going to work at optimum level so that is what happens so once you begin to observe these two things they're same the system is same it's like a handshake you impact your brain you feel good with brain your body will feel good or you're feeling really shitty that's why they say go take a walk do some physical activity immediately your brain gets positive signals and it ends up feeling good that is amazing that is how the What about, I mean, is that where the, the term gut instinct comes from originally? I was just thinking, you know, when we say gut instinct and you talked about the gut being the second brain. So I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I honestly have never worked on my gut instinct. <laughs> means I'll be honest, I've heard people talk about it and they do correlate it with this only. Because in your brain, two of the very good neurotransmitters, dopamine and serotonin. Serotonin is more like uh, the antidepressant. Call it dopamine is your reward, more likely reward or intention. So about they say sometimes seven ninety percent. Some research says of serotonin is into your gut, manufactured there, and so is for dopamine about fifty percent. So we don't have to go for numbers of what they do, but if that is true, which it is, to some extent, your feel good is happening here. So maybe that instinct or gut. is uh, your happy feeling or your good feeling about something i have no idea maybe it is yeah like we will look more into that and i think but it's just fascinating this connection and some how it feels it in is. society we're quite disconnected between the body and the brain we don't we think they are two different things the yeah. moment you understood they are same mm. that's the hack that is exactly the like they say you no know, your your body was meant to move primitive man was always on the move Hmm. now you're just sitting your mind is going around the world but your body didn't move so that's that body is not understanding what i want to move you're not moving me it gets that sedentary that has a total impact on your health anyway yeah so i think we, just this much education foods, if, maybe yeah 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 we choose the wrong foods to try and compensate for that maybe yes because the moment you eat a tasty food your brain releases dopamine which is like a reward it's like today i give you burger and then i also give you a reward that you'll be like wow every time i eat a burger i get a reward i want that reward I so brain tells you go get it again go mm. get it again no there's nothing wrong with dopamine i often post content around it and i'll people will say oh dopamine is evil no it's not evil dude mm. as a matter of fact if your dopamine died you won't move people with alzheimers and all their dopaminergic circuits go they don't have any intent to do anything in life mm. every intent today you and i are sitting here you had the intent to invite me i have the intent to come here that motivation for both of us is because of the dope something is wrong with that it's all about what we are doing with the intelligence which we have mm. so the the ways in which we are getting the dopamine to release is the important mm. thing right it's not the dopamine's the problem but if we're getting the dopamine through unhealthy means whether that's addiction or that exactly exactly that's exactly you pointed out so right like from all the talks and everything that i've learned they're saying when you went to seek out as a primitive man to understand you went to seek out food okay you met with harsh conditions you might get killed you had to go away from family everything was kind of brutal 
Why the hell would you move? The nature gave you dopamine when you got a reward. You ate something, you felt full. So the nature rewarded you. Why? To trick you that you do it again. Mm. Otherwise, why else would you move and project yourself to a, uh, a susceptible danger, which is of that time? And today you open a phone. Do you know this constant scrolling while people are doing is because it's a it's a dopamine release. They, they, you know, the Instagram actually works on this. They know how to take advantage mm -hmm. of it. So now that we are doing things without the effort, you're having this release, 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 release. So you build a saturation kind of to understand. Mm -hmm. Your body will not end up feeling that good. But if you, but supposedly you won a race because you prepared for it, you worked for it, and then you won that reward, you feel so good. That is what body wants you to do. Do the work towards whatever you yeah. don't just keep releasing it like this. I love that concept of, of the work and the reward. You know, I always had a problem with the tech companies in particular and marketing in general, talking mm -hmm. this concept of easy rewards that we're going to make your life easy and give you the same rewards that you would have had as the effort. But I think half of the the benefit or more than half of the benefit is in the effort it so is. if we take that away the reward it really is. isn't the same as you, you you'll crave more because it's not rewarding for you you want mm. to crave more so you're seeking out more what 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 are we doing we're all seeking out endless why are we ever wonder whoever is listening to why are you just scrolling on your instagram you keep doing tiktok keep doing keep doing keep doing until you're like burnt out and you're, you're like, oh God, what am I? I? I wasted so much time suddenly. But why were you doing? Because you are seeking. They're giving you that easy reward, but you did no action for it. Right. So, well, hopefully so we're going to give some people a hard reward today because we're going to give them <laughs> some tips at the end, which they can take away and implement themselves to, to get hmm. their own reward here. If we think about you know your life cheeks and your relationship with food and nutrition how would you describe yes. your relationship with food first thing that i learned during my transformation journey was you become what you eat mm. so it's not like if you ate uh, meat or chicken you're going to next you're not gonna do that that's not what it means but what it means is the quality of food that you're eating is going to determine how you feel so my only one advice if it had to be one is start experimenting with food today you ate something do you feel inertia do you feel like oh i just want to lie down i just want to sit back and i feel so heavy the food is giving you lethargy and on the contrary, now on the contrary, you had uh, maybe just salad, maybe some fruits. You will never feel that lethargy. As a matter of fact, you might feel, oh, I think I didn't eat enough. I don't feel lethargic. Body is so used to feeling that oh, slouch, tummy bulging out, need a backrest. That is somehow the train we have trained ourselves. That is fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So for me, it changed a lot. Also, when... Uh, I wanted, I remember I used to be fat, okay, <laughs> back in college. <laughs> I was fairly fat and my mother said, uh, Peter, you know, she doesn't want me to get into that mindset, I'm fat. I'm, she said that, uh, don't you worry, you know, your body structure is like that. You, you're you healthy. Hmm. I used to be like, okay, fine, okay, fine. But whatever reason, I got thin later on. And for me, it was like, I don't want to get fat again. <laughs> One thing I made your bro, I'm going to eat just fine so I don't get fat. 
so my relationship with food is has always been changing i have been experimenting a lot and i'm i'm not going to say i'm perfect i love junk food <laughs> i love burger i love pizza i love it but now i've learned to balance it and i've gotten good at it with time and practice it wasn't easy some days are more overwhelming then you are want to treat yourself you understand it's okay to do it but understand you are treating yourself you want that release of dopamine and because normal food may not even give you that much good release yeah so i eat vegetarian food like that and uh, these days i have experimented a lot in the sense that uh, i do eat limited carbs in a way not so much some days i'll eat little extra carbs because i feel like eating which will be healthy right now at this point i'm doing really good but always there's been days when i have been like uh, eating junk for three days back to back back to back back to back so you have to understand how the food is making you feel how many times to eat depends if your body wants if somebody is up to 30 three meals is considered good but after 30 if you do not have too much activity in your day i think two meals is fairly good yeah fairly good but it might be difficult to switch to it but if you do because i did do that as well when my physical activity wasn't so much and i did fairly well also it uh, i remember uh, 10 o'clock around you eat first meal and second if you have around 7 that uh, almost gives you 7 hours gap no 8 hours gap which mm. is very good you need to see lot of us are eating not because we are hungry because we are craving yeah we want to eat we just have gotten you want to binge into something you just grab We've been so used to it. Everything's accessible now. It's in your fridge. You just have to order it. Five minute delivery. It will be right there. So if you constantly feed your body, you're constantly doing. Why intermittent fasting became popular? Mm-hmm. Because they were able to study that people who had cancer, if they did IE intermittent fasting, the gap was sixteen. These cancerous cells, they wanted to feed. now body is not giving food so body is using the stored up food those cells begin to reduce so it got really popular and other benefits that may come along so creating gap is necessary mm. body's health will come more when you give it that gap and you eat when you're hungry yeah so being in tune with your body i like the way you talked about experimentation how you talked about to feel how you feel after you've eaten different in types of food so like intentionally eating you have to intentionally experience. tapping into that feeling that that food is giving you and growing that way but also giving yourself um some balance you know not being absolute yes. with a diet or something but you know it allowing... won't work right like us people are so exposed to tasty food even if you try it may not work and you'll have a crash so it's better to find slowly i am telling you i've worked on it slowly you get there where you might just eat it once a week initially you might have struggle some days will really feel disappointing but that's okay it's a process it's yeah. fine that's good to think about it as a journey and to to make that intention and to to reduce over time and and add those gaps over time maybe maybe not go straight for the sort of 10 hour gap but you know start with a bit longer than you've had before if you used to eat every 3 or 4 hours snack something you know just leave yeah, the snack yeah. out this time see Even how it goes snacking and all you know like uh, i don't want to make it lengthy here but if people research everything is on internet there are healthy snacks that we can have 
It's mm. not just snacking. Snacking is okay. Maybe you're hungry today. Don't say that, oh my God, I'm so hungry, but I promised myself I won't do, do that. Just have it. Maybe our body is changing each day. We don't know it. We mm. may not understand. But some days your body might need a little more. Let it be. Yeah. Listen to the body, not the tongue. Listen to the body, <laughs> not the tongue. You will be fine. That's good. So connect that brain and that body. And so we talk about, you know, obviously there are physical benefits from from food and having a mm. good nutrition. Mm-hmm. I, I presume there are also other benefits to your well-being, your emotional well-being or your, mm. your mental strength or even your spiritual well-being. Can you talk about those from your experience, those other benefits that people can get through food? I'll, through food. Like, see, uh, I have exper- experienced it since only by experiment. The day I'll have, for instance, rice with the, whatever lentils or a dish my mother's prepared, and with some buttermilk, okay, man, I must tell you what good it tastes, you know. But I noticed after having a full nice meal, I just wanted to lie down. I could feel that inertia. Yeah. Now, one day, I, uh, some days back, I was trying fruit diet also. So on fruit diet, you just it's a good way to detox. If you're somebody who can't fast or doesn't feel or feels really hungry, you can start with fruit diet. And the good part of fruit diet is you can eat three times and you can eat as much because fruit will move out of your system in two, maximum two hours, minimum one, one and a half, depending your quantity. It just moves out of your system. So when it moves out, you feel light. So if you are supposedly you have traveling somewhere, so you want to eat light that day, your food will determine how you feel. Now, emotional well-being, there's a proper, you know, there's this field, nutritional psychiatry is getting very popular. Mm. Because now they're understanding how the food is impacting the mental health, how it can trigger your anxiety or your depressive state. See, this is again related to dopamine. What happens is when you eat junk or tasty foods altogether, it, it's made in a way that uh, the its glycemic index is supposed, it's said to be high. High quickly, high just means you ate that food, your body quickly digested, send the glucose into bloodstream. Glucose goes high, you feel that spike. And the moment there's high spike, there's going to be a crash. Mm. That crash, that's why you feel good. You, you're feeling depressive. So let's say you're sad. You're like, yeah, let me just gulp in a burger, ordered it some Coke and had. You feel good that time because body released dopamine. You felt after that feel good. You, what happens after two, three hours? You're feeling same again. Mm. That crash, that sad, that crash happens, that sad state remains it comes back you're not going to feel better so they started to study and they're observing that certain foods especially junk or coke these coke or these sweet beverages or artificial sweetener kind of foods which are supposedly gonna they're the foods you crave when you're sad right mostly you want to have something like but they're actually working against you so now there is a lot of data to prove how your mental health is associated with the food i have heard a lot of talks and episode uh by people telling that they left sugar and everything in their life changed. Their anxiety went away. It mm-hmm. was a process. It didn't happen overnight because moment you are very addicted to something tasty and you leave it, you're going to go through a little withdrawal where you'll want to crave, but you substituted with healthier food or took a walk or something or the other. But give yourself time a month or a not month is still low. I'll say give even a week, you will see very fair you know, differences if you're that attentive to your body, you'll see differences and you'll be like, I kind of mm. feel better. 
I suppose there's two questions have their cheeks. One is related to, to sneaky sugar. So I suppose that, you know, people really need to pay attention to the labels to, to see where the sugar is. They might not realize um, mm. it's in certain foods that they think are savory, but they actually contain sugar in them to, to, to make that dopamine release yes. to get the addiction. Yes, yes. Um, and the other one is then you talked about the fruit diet, which I find really fascinating. But isn't there a lot of sugar in fruit or is that a different mm. kind of sugar? Yes. So the thing what happens with the fruit is it also has fiber. So now we are not talking for somebody, if you're diabetic, please don't try all these things. It's for a normal, natural person, because that fruit can still give you the high of the sugar level, which we do not want. So in that case, you always want to check with somebody who's more reliable or like a physician, if you can do, but normal person. So fruit has fiber. So even though your glucose will raise, but that fiber in it, does not let the negative of it come. You'll mm. never feel a crash and it moves so quickly out of your system, the lightness stays. Though it might get really sweet, sweet and towards the end of the day, you'll be like, I want salt, I want salt. What is this bodies? I literally get salt pangs towards the end and I'll somehow make it through next day and next day I'm like, mom, I want something salty, really nice. So because of that fiber, it... The fructose, they say, the, it's fructose only, the kind of sugar in fruit. They say that it's been researched that because of the fiber, it does not behave the same way as a processed sugar would do. Mm. So spike will happen, but not the negative bit. It will never bring. And fruits also have these nice en enzymes, you know, right. or healthy, healthy stuff in them. So I think that also feels good. Like I don't have exact uh, data or something about it. So I'll just tell you what I know. Yeah, it's the fiber you... content which makes the difference compared to your Coke, sugar beverages, etc. And are there any sort of favorite fruits you have that you would personally include in your... Oh, right now it's mango season, Andrew, and I can't tell you oh, mangoes. Uh, mm. Don't tell me, don't tell me. I, I, I remember it's, all my trips to Asia. I think it's years. a blessing to us in summers is are those mangoes and the variety of them. And then you can make mango shake. This is where I fall, you know, there's such a weak point because in mango shake, you add little sugar. Oh my God, it's the best thing in the world. So yeah, still some days you allow yourself, other days you're like, no, keep mm. it in check. But mangoes, otherwise I honestly enjoy all the fruits. I, I think I wouldn't say I dislike all the, what about you? What's your favorite food? Me, I love berries. Um, we're blessed love here berries. in Finland that we have, you know, blueberries just growing. A lot of antioxidants, super great, very yeah. healthy. So mm -hmm. we can just walk outside and soon, you know, just pick them. And we have these wow. rights to roam anywhere. So, you know, we can just walk out of the house and just forage for the berries. Um, oh, that sounds so nice. We can't go and pluck mango though. <laughs> No, although, it, to be honest, I also find myself buying them from the supermarket too, so. Um, what, mango? No, well, when I can, but oh, really the blueberries yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. The blueberries. blueberries, okay. But, but all the berries tend to be, and I like bananas as well, and I think bananas are also good for you, I think. They're very good. Berries are loaded with antioxidants, which play a very vital role. Um, antioxidants, these days I study a lot about them, like I've read, and they're playing vital role into fighting probably even cancerous cells in the body. So you're doing good. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Um, so how long would you tend to do a fruit diet for? Would that be for 
a week or longer or no no just a day just a day just to a day. detox i cannot fast i tried but i feel really <laughs> i could not so i thought okay let's because my idea to fast was nothing uh, some people do it for religious reasons especially in our country here mm-hmm. it's done for many spiritual or religious reasons so you know what interestingly in yoga we understood one day it's called ekadashi i there's no english word for it so what they do on that day is they just decided it once a month that you keep fast on that day in the sense you can have maybe uh, just some lime water have honey water if you feel too sharp pangs of hunger and then you eat at sunset after the sun has set so you have a light meal because see now supposedly you empty throughout the day the stomach gets very fragile in a way so you want to give it nice light meal don't just hog on to something very tasty and heavy it's like loading it so some people do that also some people everybody's idea of fasting here differs for me i wanted a little detox into the system so i started with food because that's what food does like the it's so quickly out of your system as if you've not eaten anything and you feel very light and if someone's ever going to try it i'm telling you till evening you'll be like i don't want to do it but just hang in there towards 7 o'clock man you feel like why haven't i ever done it before mm. you you get into that zone where that lightness stays you feel like a wave you know cloth hanging in a wind kind of it, it makes a lot it's worth try and oh, definitely so let's everybody you can eat as many fruits <laughs> yeah let everybody who's listening to this um you know give it a go if you haven't tried it already you know at least 24 mm-hmm. hours of, of just fruit and water i presume you can yeah fruit that. water you can have lime water also there you go add some little bit of fruit into the water mm-hmm. that's perfect mm-hmm. and in terms of treating yourself um mm. that's okay i presume you because we want joy in our lives so if somebody yes. now and again wants to have some joy through a good meal through a mm. bit of cake mm. Mm. why not of course not? they should of course you should it's just once you've understood something you will always make slightly sensible decision compared to when you did not know it and i also like to have junk so how can i say i don't like it man i like it so much but then but then you i also know na how i feel for the body and if you want to achieve goals like i've been working in terms of you know i wanted to make some abs also <laughs> so i had to literally i had that shift you know initially it was struggle with when you're making abs you go a little different on the diet because it's all about cutting out the calories out of your food so even then i made sure some days i had those pranks once a week you eat and that day i didn't eat anything else and i made sure i walked extra just to you know my effort okay please burn some little more calories don't add up i worked really hard mm. so it's a process enjoy your food you must and when you're eating take that 30 seconds or a minutes moment with the food bring in that gratitude mm. if you do that the way it will behave into your system will be completely different Oh, I like that idea, that gratitude towards the food. Um, it's amazing when you you do that to really appreciate it, it and you'll find you'll eat it slower. You're, um, yes. You won't have that rush that you would have otherwise. It changes how you'll eat it. I mean, even if you're super hungry, you know, and you got that 30 seconds of gap, you'll, you'll be like a mental high five. Whoa, I did that. You're consciously now entering what you're doing. and you know when it's all about the how in life and you isn't it mm. it's like 
how I approach towards you will change you, what you feel for me. If I come in like so wrong, yeah, hey, yeah, whatever. Or if I'm like, hey, join my hands, thank you. Mm-hmm. How I, you will change. So how we do something changes a lot. And second thing, uh, just a free tip, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm just making it longest. Chew your food. So uh, in yoga, we understood to chew it 24 times, which might seem quite uh, not so practical for guys. So just start counting how much you're doing. Maybe take it to 10 to 15. Because when you chew it, you made it so like a slimy thing. When it goes into stomach, it's an easy work for stomach. Else stomach has to churn more. Mm. So you're making it easy for your stomach to do the job after that. That is such a wonderful, practical bit of advice. And that's probably a good segue into us sort of moving towards the close of our, our conversation. Unfortunately, I think we could talk about this for, for hours and hours, but let's give our, our listeners the possibility to go and enjoy their food as well over time. But the, the question I think really to you is then if you had to give, you know, your top three tips um, mm. on nutrition to our listeners, what would those be? Top three tips. Okay, guys, you got to give me a minute because he said three and I'm like loaded with information in my head right now. Uh, okay. When Firstly, okay, we're not counting this one, but I like to repeat it again is the gratitude. Just bring in that moment of awareness towards your food. Second, uh, first, the, let's not count this one is see if you can bring, maybe start with 20, 30%, but reach up to 40 to 50% of raw food. When you eat your food in the rawest form, the it's just not your nutritional energy. Of course, that'll be high. But in yoga, we have understood it as a pranic energy, which is the life within what you're eating. Okay, When you're eating something which is which was killed like, what, 30 days back, it's in the supermarket, nicely packed, but you're eating. Please do not expect good health. You might still get your nutrition, but you would not get the health. So when you're eating raw, like your maybe vegetables or fruits, Please try the best. They're the most freshest you can find. I know most freshest is wrong. So yeah, but really fresh, the freshest food you eat. And if you've cooked it, try to consume it within three to four hours. As the time progresses, it's that energy level, which it will give to you comes down. So that I would say, and uh, chew the food uh, as much as you can. Try to uh, see three meals work for you. If you can, two meals work for you. Keep the dinner light. Mm. Do not sleep after eating food. I know I was saying, but I didn't sleep. I was just lying down when I had that heavy meal. At least one hour. If you cannot give two hours, keep the spine straight because when you lie down, you're putting a lot of pressure for your stomach to do the job. So do not immediately ever sleep and keep the dinner light. It'll be best. Avoid having water around your food. Maybe 30 minutes before is best. Some water. Don't do too much. Because that keeps diluting your acid. And more acid dilution means over a period of time, your body will begin to produce more. You don't want too much acid anyway. So that could also be. I think that's, I think I that's one of the problems three. I have. I drink way too much water probably when I eat. So I'm going to. You, you, can, you can work towards it. Like uh, I've seen. So if you're thirsty, please have some water. Of course, you're thirsty. But uh, if you're having too much water, then this could happen. You know, mm. it's just. Uh, how the body will understand, okay, I need to secrete this much hydrochloric acid. Let me give in more, give more. Someday you're like, I'm not drinking water, it's so much acid, acidity, cup, 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 food, getting those burps and people are like, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
There you go. You're making me blush now. Thank you. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. That has been said. And so one question I would ask just before we wrap up is, you know, I know you've studied a lot in this area. You, you follow a lot of other people. Could you recommend to our listeners anybody that they could follow or any sort of resources they could check out on this topic? Okay, if you're really interested in neuroscience, uh, I love Andrew Huberman is a neuroscientist. So his work is there on YouTube also. He, he gets like, he's got like, I love his work completely. Apart from that, uh, on general life tips or, you know, how you can handle things better, a little spiritual inclination, if you're looking is you can follow Sadhguru. Mm. His work is also, he's got a lot of work there. So um, he He'll give you tips also, and he might give you the back and again knocks that we all need in our life time and again. And uh, yeah, in terms of health, uh, I just have these two guys whose work I really follow and admire personally. And they, like for Andrew Huberman, he'll also have various guests. So you might come across more nice, interesting people on their guests. And sure. Rhonda Patrick is another uh, doctor, scientist who's done research and also has a YouTube channel. So her work could also be wonderful nice that, that's can... really great that's really great and my final final question is apart from giggling what brings you joy what brings me joy i'll tell you if in my day i'm feeling good within my body my everything around me is fine the things we take for granted my health my parents my boyfriend my, I have two kittens. If they're like here because he keeps going in night, I don't know where all he goes. He comes back in morning. My heart's like full of thankfulness. He's here. If all these things are in place, everything, basic luxury, Wi-Fi is working, electricity, all this, I'm good. Mm. And then I love to work towards whatever I do. Then I can do. If These are these very little things which we might take for granted. But if these are in order, you can sail through anything throughout the day. So they bring me joy. Mm. Seeing the sunrise brings me joy. Seeing the sunset when I'm able to see, it just makes me feel so happy. That's it. Really Rest the all things, things. The little things in life. They, they, yeah, they just make up the life. Rest, you know, everything will keep changing. Some days, yeah, work will overwhelm you. Things mm. won't go your way. That keeps happening. That's, that's a part of it. Yeah. But if these things are in place, I just feel really good. They, that, that sets up the tone of the happy day for me. That's beautiful. So cherishing relationships, um, whether that's with people or with animals and, and then cherishing the nature and yes. the gifts that nature yes. gives us. So wonderful. Thank you so much, Cheeks, for talking with me today. If people want to connect with you, catch up with you, how can they best do that? Uh, right now, I am pretty active on LinkedIn. So you can just find me with Cheeks there. Else, I have an Instagram, which is not so popular, but okay, Cheeky Wellness Official, because someone already took Cheeky Wellness. <laughs> I don't know, man, why did they do that? And that's all for now. But yeah, LinkedIn, I think would be the most one. And I hope to soon uh, have my own website. But let's wait that whenever that happens. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we will put the link into the into the show notes for thank that. So, so thank you once more. Um, cheeks from the bottom of my heart for being with us today I really enjoyed talking to you and hearing your joyful giggling helped as well (laughs) that was wonderful thank you for that and thank you our listeners for taking the time today to listen to this podcast on well-being and nutrition and hopefully you find it as 
as inspiring and useful as I did. If you do, why not go onto social media for a moment and using the, the hashtag Joy Superpower, share your own experience on nutrition and food. And if you don't already do so, please follow the art and science of joy on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. Come join the conversation and help us spread more joy. Thanks once again for listening. And I hope you tune in for the next episode of the Art and Science of Joy podcast. Until then, stay well, stay joyful and take care of what you put in your body.